Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. One of these stories sent to me by everybody, and for a good reason, it's the Institute for Justice doing good work again. Headline, legal theft. Texas class action lawsuit aims to make it harder for police and prosecutors to seize cash. Fox News wrote this, Hannah Ray Lambert. Harris County is one of the most abusive civil asset forfeiture programs in the nation, according to lawyers from the Institute. A Texas judge has cleared a hurdle for a constitutional class action lawsuit alleging law enforcement in one of the nation's largest counties regularly sees cash and cars from people never convicted of a crime. And, of course, that's what civil asset forfeiture often results in. It's just a money grab, literally. Harris County is one of the most abusive forfeiture programs in the country, says the attorney from the Institute for Justice, the nonprofit libertarian law firm, arguing the case. They have police out specifically looking for cash. They have police out looking for cars that can be seized. And wouldn't you know it, they find cars and they find cash to seize. The lawsuit stems from a 2019 traffic stop on I-10 near Houston when a deputy pulled over a man allegedly for following a truck too closely. Now, the deputy didn't bother giving the man a ticket, but did take all of the cash that the man had in his vehicle, which included $42,000 in cash. But the man was a trucker, and he was using that money to buy another tractor-trailer, and he wanted to expand his business. And he was on his way to Houston to look at used trailers and trucks. Harris County officials, though, alleged that the money would be connected to criminal activity somehow, possibly money laundering or drug trafficking, according to court documents. The deputy seized the man's money in a process known as civil asset forfeiture. And by the way, as recently as last week, I've had someone tell me this is not real. This can't, that's not real. It's unconstitutional. If they did that, the Fifth Amendment would say that you can't do that. Well, no, they, they've been doing it for a while. That's why we're so outraged. It's meant to punish and deter criminal activity by depriving criminals of property that is used in or acquired through illegal activities. But critics have called it legal theft, arguing that police and prosecutors often abuse the practice and treat anyone who carries a large amount of cash as guilty of of something. Under civil asset forfeiture, the seized cash or other belongings are on trial, not the owner of the property. So no criminal conviction is required. So they don't have to convict you of anything. You have to try a case to prove that your stuff is innocent if you want your stuff back. And many people will simply walk away from it. Because, for instance, $42,000, that's a lot of money. Go talk to an attorney in Texas and go, what's it going to cost us to try a case where we try to get that money back? And they're going to say thousands of dollars, maybe tens of thousands of dollars. So by the time you're done, a lot of the money you're going to get back will have to go straight to your attorney to pay your attorney. And so they know that many people simply will not fight this. That's why we need people like the Institute for Justice to step in and go, well, we'll take care of this. We'll, we'll fight this. So this May, four years after the man's money was taken, IJ argued in civil court that Harris County should have to return it. Now, the jury sided with prosecutors ruling that law enforcement had probable cause to believe the money was contraband. Prosecutors celebrated the win and wrote in a press release that the man had been paid to transport the money to Houston to purchase illegal narcotics and then transport the drugs back to Mississippi. The jury has spoken. Do not come to Houston intending profit from illegal narcotics trafficking. What evidence do they have of that now? What evidence? The DA's office did not respond to an email seeking comment on the suit and asking whether officials plan to pursue any criminal charges against the man they accuse of being a criminal 
or the unidentified individual they say that paid, you know, they say that someone paid him to, to buy the stuff. Who is that now? Do you, do you, who? Nor did the uh, sheriff's office respond to questions about their forfeiture practices, but the man's fight is not over. Uh, he and his partner are named plaintiffs in the separate class action lawsuit accusing Harris County of violating the Texas Constitution by seizing property based on mere suspicion of criminal activity, denying property owners the chance to promptly challenge the seizure, and creating a financial incentive for abuse by allowing police and prosecutors to keep all of the proceeds of the forfeitures. In Harris County, the sheriff's office and district attorney both have divisions specifically assigned to asset forfeitures. And please catch the fact that this is being brought under the Texas state constitution. We're all aware of the U.S. Constitution. I I hope by now you've heard of it. (laughs) And so most people know what's in the U.S. Constitution. Many state constitutions... Because they were drafted after the U.S. Constitution, many of them actually have things in them that aren't in the U.S. Constitution. So your state might give you rights that are not enumerated in the U.S. Constitution. And sometimes they did that because they were concerned that the stuff wasn't clear enough in the U.S. Constitution. And sometimes they just thought, well, we think this is important. We'll put this in here. And so the Institute for Justice is saying that the Texas Constitution is the one that is stronger on this particular topic. So the lawsuit could include dozens of other drivers because according to the court filings from the Institute, at least 113 forfeiture petitions filed between 2016 and 2021 were based on a form of affidavit written by an officer who was not present at the time and place of the seizure. So somebody who's not even aware of the facts just signs an affidavit. Uh, Harris County officials had asked the district court judge to dismiss the case, arguing that the county can't be sued. They're immune from lawsuit. But earlier this month, the judge rejected the immunity claim and allowed the constitutional challenge to proceed. IG attorneys filed this week to officially link the truck driver's individual case with the class action. So we're talking about the truck driver whose money was taken as he was taken as he was going to get a truck. Meanwhile, the attorney for the IJ scoffed when asked about the DA's statement that evidence showed that the man planned to buy and sell drugs. The attorney says they did not prove that, of course. They couldn't identify a person he's going to buy drugs from. They couldn't tell us what drugs. They couldn't tell us what amount or that he'd sold drugs in the past or that he'd done so since. Like, you, you can make up allegations. I think that man there is going to do something. Okay, did he ever do it? Well, no, once I pointed out he's going to do it, he, he didn't do it. But he was going to. It's just this police officer's hunch from one interaction on the side of the road, he added. That's the attorney for the IJ speaking. And again, a hunch is not high enough of a level to allow something else to happen. Like you can't get a warrant based on a hunch. You can't seize stuff based on a hunch. Um, these aren't TV shows. This isn't Columbo. Okay, this is real life where a man is driving and he says he's going to look at used trucks and he had forty two thousand dollars on him. And the police go, yeah, we think you're going to buy drugs. Okay, and he says he's going to buy a used truck. What evidence do you have that he's doing anything other than that? Well, who would carry that kind of money? Why why would you carry that kind of money? Um, Let me ask you a question. You're selling a vehicle. And somebody comes and says, I'm coming from out of state to look at your vehicle. I might want to buy it. Okay? 
How much is the truck going to cost? $40,000. Okay. Guy shows up, looks at the truck, says, I want to buy your truck. Can I cut you a check? Of course not. Can I hand you certified funds? A cashier's check from the state that I'm from. See, look, look, that, that's, that's obviously good. It's a ca- it says right here, cashier's check. <laughs> there are some people selling things, yes, even for $40,000, they will take nothing but cash. So you could drive there and look at the truck and then drive home and get the cash and then, bring, and then you've just done two trips. Or you could bring the cash with you while you're shopping. And the crazy part is that, that people will often say, yeah, but you shouldn't be driving around with that kind of cash on you. If you want to buy that truck, you may have to. You know? And it's, it's, it's not against the law to travel inside this country carrying cash. It's not against the law. There are laws that regulate cash being taken over the borders or being brought in over the borders, but that's leaving the country or entering the country. And even then, it's not illegal. You simply have to declare it. But if you're traveling, as they say, domestically, whether by vehicle, on the ground, or up there, doesn't matter. It's perfectly legal to travel with cash. It's just that the local governments, when they smell cash, they grab it, and they go, oh, we think you're going to commit a crime with this. And we all know it's a financial incentive that they get to keep the money when they grab it. And that's one of the ways that many of these places are funded, counties and towns, and it is a scourge on this nation. So I've mentioned civil asset forfeiture many times before. I've mentioned the Institute for Justice many times before. And I'm going to put a link to their website in the description below the video. Go and look at the work they do, okay? If you find it in your heart to support them, please do that also. They're a 501c3. They're tax deductible, all of that. But they do great work, and they're doing work that no one else will do. But they're also doing work that is so, so needed these days, okay? Because the only way we're going to get civil asset forfeiture to end is to bring attention to it and get more people to understand what it's all about and why it's so wrong. And so a case like this, covered by Fox News, was seen by a lot of people. But this case isn't over. So they're accomplishing two things with this case. They're fighting to get these small group of people to get these people their money back. They're fighting for that. But they're also drawing attention to the problem. So other people are going, oh, look at that. That's wrong. So they're doing two great things here. And they're doing it for a very, very just cause. So again, and by the way, if you don't feel like supporting them, just bookmark their page and visit it and watch what they do. Because they're putting up new cases all the time. They're handling cases nationwide. And they're doing it funded by the generosity of people like you and me who hear what they do and go, wow. I mean, I'm glad you're doing it, but I can't believe they have to do that. But they have to. you know. So who is going to take care of this? Well... One group is the Institute for Justice. So everybody sent this. Thank you very much. Legal theft. Texas class action lawsuit aims to make it harder for police and prosecutors to seize cash, especially in Harris County. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Television is the triumph of machine over people.